0: Yo guys, have you realized that it is already March? Like, we are already two months past 2020. The new decade has already gone past two months. And I hope you it has been a good start for you because it has definitely been a great start for me. These two months have been like filled with festivity and, you know, a lot of learning, a lot of relationships, you know, rekindling of old relationships, building of new relationships. And, you know, it's been great. And yeah, so... You know, the topic for today is about money and relationship. And in fact, that is the theme for the month. So this month is going to be really interesting because you're going to be hearing my first guest. We're going to be interviewing someone that I really respect, you know, not some weird internet guru. And yeah, we're going to have a lot of fun. And the whole month is going to be about relationship and money. This is something that a lot of people have been asking me. You know, how do I manage relationships, you know, and money at the same time? And when you look at it, there are like multiple layers, right? You got to first manage your relationship with money, right? If you don't have a healthy relationship with money, how are you gonna have a healthy relationship with someone else with money involved, All right? So it's, it's it's many many layers, and we have a whole month of interesting content around relationship and money. But we're gonna start this month, we're going to start today with three ways to cultivate a healthy relationship with money. And so, good morning everyone. I welcome you to another day with a financial coconut. In our podcast, we're debunking financial myths, discovering best financial practices, discussing financial strategies that fit our unique life. You get it. Ultimately empowering us to create a life we love while managing our finances well. Today's topic is three ways to cultivate a healthy relationship with money. Yeah, before we go any further, I got to be really honest with you guys that I have a hard time crafting topics for for this month. Like the theme relationship and money is like so broad. Like there's so many things to talk about under this umbrella. And you know, I've prepared some content for you, you know, four episodes for the for the month. But in any case, if there are some things that I've missed out, which, you know, definitely will have, please feel free to ask, you know, ask the community. Together we grow as a collective. And yeah, ask all kinds of questions, you know, join our telegram group, that's the fastest way to ask, or go to Facebook, the Financial Coconut, and, you know, just prompt us some questions, especially if, you know, we happen to miss out some of the questions that you have. And yeah, to kickstart the month, we're going to talk about three ways to cultivate a healthy relationship with money. But to begin with all this, you know, we always do this, because to me, a lot of words that we use have a lot of nuances, a lot of, A lot of experiences and, you know, emotions that are attached to these words. And we maybe, you know, seem like using the same word, but we mean a total different thing. So we're going to start with defining what is a healthy relationship. What are the elements of a healthy relationship? And when I look at it, a healthy relationship is defined as a relationship that is built on understanding and acceptance, so when I look at a healthy relationship, it is not like a feel feel thing, you know, like a lot of people talk about I like, love at first sight. Feel feel you know feel good law, that's it, lah. but that that is not that is not how I look at creating a healthy relationship. It a healthy relationship must be built on understanding and acceptance because if you cannot comprehend you know uh, the relationship you cannot understand the situation and you cannot accept it for what it is you have a lot of emotional you know baggage that goes into this thing which is what a lot of people have a lot of people have a lot of emotional baggage you know with money and especially when in our society we don't really talk about it we don't converse about it the school don't teach us our families we don't talk about it as well you know it's like a given as if like suddenly you grow up and you start making money you you ought to have a good relationship with money you ought, you ought to understand how it works you ought to be able to accept it for what it is <laughs> pardon me but yeah because I see so many people doing that like so many people they come to me and we talk about it and you know we all have this common you know some kind of common theme going around which is that we don't talk about money growing up the school doesn't teach us and somehow we are expected to create a good relationship and understand money this is like i will put it out you know it's just so complicated but anyway you like it or not over time you need to be able to define what is money to you and how you're going to work with it You're going to be able to look at it and build a healthy relationship. You know, understand it for what it is. And you like it or not, you got to work with money because the world, the whole world has subscribed to capitalism. You know, and that is how everything is decided. You know, everything is attached to a dollar value and that is our way of distributing resources. You know, unless you're going to like champion and debunk capitalism and try to pull it down. If not, you know, if we are going to accept that, you know, the world runs on capitalism and there is a market economy, you know, everything has a dollar value and we transact and we distribute resources based on money, then we have to learn, you know, because if you think about it, right, you work eight hours a day, 40 hours a week just to make money. But half the, half the people, I think, okay, maybe more than half the people don't really know how money works. They don't understand how things go. But you're already different because you're on the podcast and we are going to talk, you know, so much more about it. And I hope you've grown over this past few months with the financial coconut. I thank you for listening and sharing with your friends. So, the first way to cultivate a healthy relationship with money is financial journaling. It's super cheesy, but trust me, a lot of people have used this method. A lot of my friends have tried this method after I shared with them It doesn't need to be super complicated. I think uh, the easiest way is to just record down your spending. That is the easiest way. You know, there are definitely like financial journaling tools out there, some of which are like, my goodness, so complicated. You know, some are just too framed in a way that may not fit you. But when I look at it, the easiest way is to start recording your expenses. That is the easiest way because when you start recording your expenses in your financial journal, you get more clarity about how much you spend, why you spend certain things and you know to me that is extremely important because that is you building an understanding with money. Over time, you will be able to spot a pattern right? At first, it looks very stupid, right? You gotta, like, collect the receipts and, you know, write down, or every night you go home, at the end of the whole day, you're so tired, you still gotta kind of, like, you know, collective, you know, collect your memory and, you know, kind of jot down what you've spent, you know, all these kind of nitty-gritty stuff, and it gets tiring, I get it, it doesn't sound very appealing right from the (laughs) get-go. But, over time, it builds a data point because you can see, you know, like daily how much you spend on food, you know, at what on what days do you end up taking grab, taking the taxi because you're really tired and drained from work. Or is it a weekend thing? Every weekend you get a grab because you go out and party. You can start to see your emotional spending, things that... You do when you feel very, you know, frustrated, very angry, and you know, emotionally overwhelmed. It's like you, you know, chill your friends, come out for a drink, you ask your girlfriend, go for shopping. You know, you do all these different kind of things. All these are emotional spending, and you know, through financial journaling, through recording down all these different spendings that you do, you get so much more clarity because it's being laid out in front of you. You cannot hide from it, right? <laughs> you know, every month you're spending like a few hundred on. Drinks. Uh, then you question yourself: Why do I spend so much on drinking? Actually, all I want to do is to hang out with my friends. I don't really need to drink. <laughs> I don't really need the bar. I just want a place to chill and hang out. And when you look at it, it's like, oh, okay. So if that's the case, then what do I do? Can I change this? You know, I know my need. I know I need to socialize. I know I need an emotional connection, a relationship building. But is there another way? Can I, you know, hang out at my friend's place, or can I? pick up a sport with my friend rather than you know always drinking and getting fat right maybe we should all go learn how to play tennis rent a tennis court and then let's just play together you know all amateur you know get bounced by the ball but it's okay we learn something and we fulfill our need of socializing, we fulfill our need of like releasing our emotions, so all the stress that we build out over the over the week, over the month at work. You know, let's go for a game of tennis, right? We don't really need drinks, right? And that's probably why myself and all my friends are getting really fat like, these days, huh? And yeah, that is financial journaling for you. You know, you don't exactly need to buy, like, a financial journal. I know these days there are a lot of people selling all sorts of journals out there. If you somehow have bought it, you're going to commit to it. Okay, so be it. Cool stuff. But if not, you know, just go and buy those, like, 50 cents bookshop, very thin kind of notebook that doesn't look good, doesn't look fancy. Because trust me, those notebooks are the ones that you will bring around because they're so flimsy uh, and they so cheap, right? You will not be afraid of stuffing, in, stuffing them in into your work bag, into your backpack. You buy those like $30 super beautiful kind of, you know, notebook, right? You end up not using it, end up leaving them by the side, okay? So just go and buy those cheaper ones and yeah, record it this recording your expenses day to day will give you so much more insight you'll be able to see your spending patterns you'll be able to observe different things because many a times spending money can be very abstract right because especially these days when you have card transaction you don't exactly need to transact in cash it makes it very like you know, arbitrary. You don't exactly see it. So do your financial journal. Write it down. And if you need someone, if you need a bunch of people to look, oh, you know, your financial journal to give you some insights and see how we can, you know, work around your expenses. Feel free to join our Telegram group. Feel free to, you know, send us your, you know, your financial journal. After two three months, yeah, don't write one week. Then you send me, okay? Write two three months. We get some data, and then yeah, send it to on the financial coconut and at Facebook. Right, and we will look at it together and analyze together, and let's make uh, you know our life better this year. Which brings me to my second way to cultivate a healthy relationship with money, and that is to do a financial fast. I'm sure everyone knows what is fasting, right? So fasting is a willing and conscious choice to abstain from something, right? It's like how our Malay friends, you know, our Muslim friends, they fast. A month every year to help them to remember, you know, the the basics of life. Essentially, you know, don't quote me, yeah, and if you are a Muslim you have a better idea. I'm not saying that I know better, but what my Malay friends told me is that they want to through this process of fasting, remember, you know, the poor, remember the people that are malnourished and they don't have much, you know, to go around. And that kind of keeps them rooted, which to me, it's very, very interesting. And they're not the only people that do fasting, you know, many other groups and religion, they do fasting also. And these days, there are a lot of health fast, juice fast, coconut water fast, you know, all sorts of fasting online, right? It's like, my goodness, everyone fasting. But whatever they do, it's fine. Essentially, what I'm trying to get you to do is to do a financial fast. So what you can consider doing is... You know, only bring $10 and, you know, top up your Isling card $10. So you got $20 and that is all you're going to bring. And you try to do as much as you can for the weekend, right? So go out, do a Saturday, you know, bring $10 in your wallet and bring your Isling card. Don't bring anything else. So that will frame your mind. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I realize that I actually do a lot of financial fasting when I'm traveling. Because when I'm traveling, I have a designated time frame, right? I have like a month in Japan. I have like two months in Thailand or whatever it is. And I set a budget for it. So when I do that, I become extremely conscious about Money. I become extremely conscious about what I'm purchasing. My choices, I become a lot more heightened when I look at, you know, should I get a cup of coffee? Or should I, you know, walk two streets down and get a plate of pad thai? You know, or should I just skip lunch because I had a huge breakfast? Or should I buy that ramen? Or, you know, oh my god, everything is about food. (laughs) Or yes, maybe I should, you know, buy some you know, souvenirs for my friends or should I rent a nicer hostel or should I, you know, go for a resort somewhere to slot it in the travel. So in this whole process, I actually become a lot more aware and a lot more conscious about money, about, you know, the power of money, the kind of choices that I have to make. I become more and more aware of my own relationship with money. I start to be able to spot a pattern. It's like, oh, okay, I tend to like to do a certain thing. I tend to prioritize certain things like food, you know, or all these different elements of becoming more and more conscious and aware of money and how money plays in my life. Help me create a much healthier relationship because I can understand it and accept it better. Right, So when I look at it, you don't need to travel. Eh? You don't need to spend a like, huge bunch of money to travel and to do a financial fast. But you can always do it in Singapore when you're on a weekend, nothing to do, you, know, you don't want to meet your friends, whatever reason you have, you're alone. You're trying to do it alone because when you have other people around, there are other dynamics. So when you, try do, when you do fasting, try to do it alone. Because to me, when I do it alone, I only need to care about myself and that is the goal. I don't need to care about how my friends think. I don't need to care about you know, uh, whether my friend's hungry. I just need to care about my own perspectives and my, my emotional reaction to different kind of things and my conscious thoughts when I decide what I would buy and what I would do, right? So do it alone. Do your financial fasting alone and just make it a fun trip on the weekend, right? $10, or you can start at $30 your first fast. Bring $30, $10 isn't cut. Go out and give yourself a task of, you know, enjoying your day. Do as much as you can and only come home when you're broke. And then, write it down. Jot this down and, you know, see what you've done. Give yourself a pat on the shoulder. You know, hey, you've done a lot. Mostly, you can do a lot. If you have no idea, just go and listen to, you know, the previous, uh, one of the previous episodes about how to have fun on a budget in Singapore. Right? And then, the next time you do it, give yourself a you know, tougher challenge, $25 and then $20 and then $15 and $10, right? So the goal is not that to spend very, very little, but the goal is to be very much more aware and conscious of how you spend, what kind of choices that you do, right? So that you understand your kind of relationship with money. Ultimately, only with that kind of clarity and that kind of consciousness, would you be able to cultivate a healthy relationship with money? At least that is in my view. Okay, so I, you know, hope that you will do a financial fast. And if you happen to do a financial fast, you know, jot down what happened that day and share with us. Okay, join our telegram group. I want to hear from you. Definitely. I'll be very interested in what you guys did. Ah, That'll be fun. Which brings me to my third point. So yes, first point, you do financial journaling. Second point, you do a financial fast. And the third point is have a conversation about your finances with friends that you trust. To me, that is very important because sometimes everything is locked in our head, right? You realize like financial journaling is a very alone thing. You got to do your own journal. You can always get a friend to do journal together, right? They do their journal, you do your journal and then you guys have a financial conversation at the end of the week, right? And to me, I think there is very, very little discussion about our finances, we don't even really talk to our friends like how we spend, you know, some friends don't even know how much you make, you know, they don't know your income, so if, if income and expenses are not even discussed, how can you talk about insurance, savings, investments, all these are like higher level, you know, elements in personal finance, so when I look at it, it's always the basics first, right, income and expenses, So I want you to have the kind of honest conversations with your friends, people that you trust, you know, to talk about money, to talk about how things are going for everyone, you know, how are your financial health going, how is their financial health going, and, you know, pick each other's brain and understand that you're not alone in this journey. To me, this is extremely important. And it is like a taboo in our society. It's a taboo and I don't know why it's a taboo, but it is a taboo. Like... Like we don't talk about money, and everyone's just like you know so alone in in this this part of life, and and yes, money is a part of life. We cannot lie about that because we all live in a capitalistic society. Till that thing changed, till the day that capitalism fall, money will be so important, and it it manages this whole system, right? So. Find a friend that you can trust, have a good conversation. I know sometimes you may not know how to, you know, do this conversation thing with your friend. It may sound really odd, but you know, just start with simple, honest requests like, Hey bro, I want to talk about money. You know, would you be interested to have a conversation? That is it. Right? But yes, I recognize that there is a gap here and you know, stay tuned. We're going to have interesting stuff, you know, coming your way. I'm going to build something interesting to aid this co-conversation. right? so I hope you learned something useful today. I'm going to sum up the three points. You know, three ways to cultivate a healthy relationship with money. Three very, very practical ways that you can actually do. You know, not some spiritual shit because when you... Google like or you YouTube like a uh, relationship money right? There are tons of gurus out there that give you all this frou through ideology, which yes, those are important, but let 's do things that are practical and easy for us. So the first thing is to do a financial journal, start with recording your expenses every day, it gives you a lot more clarity as to how you spend, why you do certain things, spot the pattern, need help, talk to us. Second point is do a financial fast because when you have a limited amount of money with you, you become that much more conscious and aware of how you spend. And to me, that is a very interesting process with yourself. And the last point, but not the least, is to have a conversation about finances with people you trust. And with that, I hope you learned something useful today. And stay tuned this whole month. We have a lot of content for money and relationship. See ya! Hey, I hope you learned something useful to today and truly appreciate that you took time off to better your life with a financial coconut. Knowledge is that much more powerful and interesting when shared, debated, and discussed. I hope you will share what you've gained with people you love and I want to hear from you. Give me some questions and help me along with building a community of financially savvy coconuts. I hope together we can fulfill our curious minds and our desire for clarity. Email me. At the financialcoconutgmail.com, message me on Facebook, or join our community telegram group. I will do my best to address your questions in a future podcast series, especially if many people are concerned about the same topic. With that, have a great day ahead, stay tuned next week, and always remember personal finance can be chill, clear, and sustainable for all.